Welcome back to Scott's Thoughts. This week we have a great interview as I had Abby Adams of Nesson on with me to talk about various subjects, including, you know, the return of sports, how she got into sports, um, or should I say journalism, because, you know, she uh, her road is pretty, pretty interesting because uh, originally it wasn't sports, so I think that's something that uh, people should really hear. And then uh, we even... We even talked about some reality television, which uh, was a great conversation. I mean, the whole thing was a great conversation. So I can't wait for you to listen to it. And that means it's time for me to shut up now so you can listen to me and Abby have one heck of a conversation. And I will talk to you afterwards. So enjoy, folks. All right. I'm here with Abby Adams from Nesson. Thank you for joining me. Um, She covers the Connecticut Sun. The well, I mean, you cover everything, of course. Yes. The Connecticut Suns, you're like, that's your big one, and I, uh, yes. you have made me follow the WNBA more than anyone. So <laughs> you're doing your job right. That's the goal. Yes, and then uh, you know she also writes millions of other stories every single day because that nest and grind is impressive. So Abby, <laughs> thank you for coming on. Thank you for having me. See, that intro wasn't that bad. That was great. That was awesome. <laughs> you nailed I, it. I, I had to do the Connecticut Sun <laughs> thing because I was like, we definitely talked about WNBA in a bit. Oh, yeah. So, and that's like, important. Pretty pumped. This season, I'm excited. Like, I'm, I'm watching it because, I mean, I'll, t- I'll tell you why later. But Absolutely. I want to I start this off simple because I've kind of had to ask this to everyone because, you know, we've all been dealing with how has quarantine slash COVID been treating you? Um. It's definitely been a roller coaster, but it's been good. Yeah. Um, it's definitely so. I'm lucky. Um, I haven't. I haven't tested positive. Nobody that I know mm-hmm. has tested positive. I mean, I'm sure, like everybody else, we've had a couple scares where we've. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. And like, of course, like here and there, we've had a couple little scares where it's like, oh my god, like you came across somebody who might have been like in contact, right. and it's like so. Those little heart attacks still mm-hmm. come. I mean, we just had one recently. My my sister, she went yeah. back to work, and and one of her uh, coworkers' girlfriends just went to the hospital with a fever. Crazy. So it's just like, it's and she, she, at this point, you kind of just have to almost accept it as a way of life. Mm-hmm. And it's yeah. not it's not fun, but it's like you know when when Nesson.com officially gets back into the office, that's crazy. You know, it's going to be one of those things that we're going to have to deal with. And yeah. It's, it's just one of those, it's a new normal. And besides that, it's been going well. Um, yeah. So other, I, I can't complain. I haven't hit the, the hard times. So yeah. I'm lucky so far. But winter and fall, who knows what's going to I mean, I've, I've kind of got accustomed to it by now. I talk to a lot of people that are like either 
they've accepted it. They've gotten used to the mask. They've gotten used to everything. And then there's some people that just like are having a tough time still. And that's yeah. totally understandable. Like the saying is it's okay to not be okay. Yeah, it is. Oh, especially, especially now. Like, absolutely. And I understand it's hard. Like my whole thing is, if I'll go insane if I don't just enjoy the little things I can enjoy. So like I have this show, I have, you know, my few friends that I see because I know they're not, they're not going to be in, contact with anyone yeah absolutely yeah so i i'm happy to hear that you know everyone you know is doing all right because it's scary it absolutely is it's scary and i mean that that's part of the reason like when i made my decision for school this year like i just didn't want to bring it back to my house so i have to go online but you know anything to keep everyone safe you know absolutely i mean it's a time of sacrifice right now like and it sucks like i mean my boyfriend and i are we're not opposite on political spectrums but we're, we're not on the same page every time and he it's is hard not, to be it is and he is not a covid denier but he is he, he doesn't like the masks but does yeah. he wear one yeah i mean none of us like it and he, I, was gonna say, um, like, I don't i don't walk around and be like yes i get to wear a mask now right like none of us are like oh my god i can't wait to put this mask on like all of the masks i've had they've had little weird things where it's like my mouth feels weird yeah. inside the mask and it's like and i'm like in my head, I'm like, oh, this is horrible. But then, like, when you look at it from the perspective, so another one of the scares that we had in my family was um, uh, one of my sister's uh, friends, her father ran a fever. And oh, all, no. all I could think about is, oh my God, how I can't get COVID. And then as soon as I got over it, I'm like, or, or he could die because he has like right. pneumonia already. It's like, crazy. And I'm like, it's pretty selfish of me to be like, oh my God, f- God forbid I have Corona because it's like, I mean, I don't want it and I'd be right. picked if I got it but like there's also people out there who could get it who yeah. the second they get it are done like it, right. they, they have no chance and it's just like there's so much new perspective in this world <laughs> it's so much to take in because like um it's been a couple of my friends and I have said it's been the lo- the shortest longest year of of our it lives and, and it's just like it's insane and like when you think of it as hey I don't want to get sick like that's just that's just how the you're a person works like you're mm-hmm. gonna think of yourself first and then after the fact you'd be like oh no like so that's not like i i feel like a lot of people ha- have it kind of crazy like yeah you should worry about yourself like first because you you have to but also take in consideration everyone else because you know there's other people that have issues that you know you don't know about so exactly. that's the whole the mask thing however i do think if i was a little kid i'd love wearing a mask oh yeah oh, what a time like <laughs> I'd, I'd have like a spider-man one it'd be so cool like i just thought about that the other day i was like that would be so cool like, like i think <laughs> only in the summer months would i get annoyed because i think yeah. for no for anybody it's like being hot it's yeah. like that sucks but being in the northeast we're lucky oh, because yeah. like we get those change of seasons and if i could have especially around halloween time can you imagine <gasps> if if they play their cards right and i'm not trying to like be like oh <laughs> masks forever but it's yeah. like it, but if parents also want to try and encourage their kids, I, I have a mom as a teacher who's just absolutely freaked out about what her kids are going to oh, do. Yeah. And it's like, I would wonder if like, that might be a good idea where they're like, oh, like here's a Spider-Man mask. Yeah, so now exactly. you can go into school and you can look like Spider-Man. I mean, and don't get me wrong. Like I think I'm, Iron I'm Man. sure. Oh. I'm almost for sure <laughs> we're going to be wearing masks in October. So oh, yeah. that, that's, a, that's a good point though. Like 
let kids wear the what all these cool masks in school and you know they could talk to their i mean i don't know how i can't imagine how they're going to do school for younger kids right now but i don't either i i I, genuinely don't myself i know i know my my town because my sister's in high school um so they're going to do this thing where half the class goes to school one week and the others online and then they switch every other week which i thought was probably the best result i could have thought of yeah. So at least they get to go to school sometimes. Yeah, my mom's school is doing. I they're I, I don't know if they've confirmed it, but they're thinking of a similar one. And but except it's not week by week. It's that kids go in every week, but it's like Monday, Tuesday. It's either Monday, Tuesday is one group, then Wednesday's a deep clean, and then Thursday oh. Friday is the next group. Or yeah. they'll have group one come in Monday, group two come in Tuesday have the deep clean, have group one come in Thursday, have group two come in Friday, that's, and then they do a weekend deep clean. Yeah. It's I, interesting. I think I, it's, I mean, either one I think is a, is a good idea if you want them in the classroom. Right. Yeah. And it, I, mean, I mean, I don't think that's wrong. I just, it's no. whether schools are committed. Yeah. It depends on the school system. It just depends oh, on whether absolutely. or have the funds too. That's also yeah. something really important because yeah. they, they had to furlough in my mom's district, which I won't name. They, um, they had, they had to furlough their janitors for a little while. They're back now. Right. They're helping it's, it's clean, but tough. they had to yeah. furlough them. And it's just like, yeah. are they going to have the money if they have to add more people to help mm-hmm. deep clean? Are they right. going to be able to pay people to come in and deep clean privately if they need to? I mean, it's crazy. One of those things, but yeah. we're living in a new normal. We, we certainly are. So <laughs> instead of talking about COVID because yes. COVID's not fun. No. We will move on to sports and writing and all that good stuff. Sounds so good. let me ask the simple but at times complicated because it could be a long story. How did you get started in journalism? Yeah, I, I mean, depends on how long I ramble. It could be a short story. It could be a long <laughs> one. It's not super long. It's pretty, it's pretty simple, but it's got a little dibs. But um, mm-hmm. so, yeah, so I was a writer as a kid, like, all the time. I mean, before I could actually physically write, I had stories in my head. And my mom, my, my mom awesome. and my sister still give me crap about it because they're like, whenever one of my little cousins who does the same thing tells stories all day long and it's like if they don't have the the story doesn't have an end they just keep telling you stories and they go in a circle and i would do that and they would that that's just my mind was always about it and i would have my mom when i was a kid i'd staple like 11 pieces of paper together i'd be like all right write a story and she's like do you know what it's about and i'm like no i'm just gonna tell it (laughs) i'm just gonna (laughs) tell you and you're just gonna write it that's awesome and so then when i could finally write oh i got like blank books that I could write my own stories in. Um, I I immediately like just jumped right in. I kept journals all the time. I'm finding, I'm moving out soon and I'm finding some of my old journals and they're so so fun to go through because there's some brilliant ideas from like a five, six year old. (laughs) I'm like, (laughs) how, how did you come up with this? Because my my 25 year old brain now can't even think of something like that. Crazy what the young brain can think about. It really is. And so that's when it really, really started. Um, And there was a while in between. So I hit a, a rough patch in high school and I was like, you know, journalism isn't my thing. They're too invasive. I don't, I don't want to be that kind of person. I want to live a life where I respect people. And I kind of had this idea where I, they, they, I had this kind of negative image of the media in my mind. And I mm. used the media frustratingly lightly because that's how a lot of people 
like to assume that the media is one giant thing when there's so many facets to it. But when I got into college, I really like I had a group of friends that I met there that really helped me rediscover that I really like loved journalism, loved to write because I was always watching the news around them. And I didn't realize because I didn't have um, a lot of like friends in high school, honestly. so I was very to myself. And when yeah. I got to know them, they were like, oh, you watch a lot of news. And I was like, do I? Because uh, <laughs> right. I didn't yeah. know. I wasn't, yeah. I wasn't super in tune with that. And so then I just kind of realized that it was something that I wanted to do. But my, my college only offered um, journalism as a concentration. And right. at the time, I was really into political communication. I was really into okay. politics. Mm-hmm. So I created my own major. What a tough... Yeah. Oh, politics. Yeah. yeah. That's not, well, and then, that's not my type. <laughs> I, can't, I can't do it. <laughs> well, it was my type for a while because I was very passionate yeah, right. about it. Well, like, especially you have the to 20. 20- Oh, you, you have, have to, to be. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I just I feel like people just get way too angry anytime people talk about it. So I'm like, all right, I'm not here. Just yep. leave me alone. <laughs> that's what that's what drove me away from it, honestly. Yeah. And I hate saying that because I think part of journalism is sticking through it. But I personally needed to step away because yeah. I graduated in 2016 and I had to go through the 2016 oh election. Um, actually, during my very first um, writing um, internship, which was the best thing, my very yep. first piece. I had to go out to Framingham State and talk to random students on the street and ask them who they were voting for and why. Oh, no. (laughs) It was the most painful experience. (laughs) Like, like I'm just thinking, like, if I had to do that, I would just literally be like, no, because, like, no matter what side someone's on, I just don't, I just, it just goes over my head, like, right? because they're just going to get angry either way. Yeah. And, you know, I was very lucky, though, because when I got on campus, there were so many people who were like, a, they weren't voting right. because they didn't like the candidates or B, they didn't know who they were voting for because they hated both candidates. And it was, that was actually what was That's the nice comment. thing. I was so worried because I was like, oh my God, I'm going to have to play that Framingham yeah. state is pro Hillary or vice versa. Right. Framingham state is pro Trump. And it's like, then people get mad, but instead yeah. it was actually probably, I mean, it was one of my first pieces, so I could probably go back and pick it apart like mm-hmm. gr- grammatically, right. but it was still one of my favorite pieces that I've done because- yeah. It, it kind of showed me even somebody who was learning about political communication, all the mm. nuances going into an election. And that was in right. September. So, yeah, yeah. That's, so, uh, yeah, it was, I, lucky. Mean, I remember that year and that year was like, I, I was in high school and I don't know what year I was senior. Yes. Senior. And I just remember people fighting all the time about either or i'm just like yeah. i'm just gonna sit here in my corner and you know wah, think about uh, the red Sox tonight thank you <laughs> absolutely but and I, i'm i've only voted in two presidential elections right. but um this is that was by far the hardest election i'd ever mm-hmm. been through because i was really politically my parents are are very politically engaged yeah. so i was politically engaged from a young yeah. age um but after that i was just like is is politics specifically what I want to go into? Mm-hmm. So I took an internship at NBC Sports Boston. And I mean, there was Not a bad. lot, there was a lot of like grunt work that you had to go through. A lot, yeah. of, a lot of the intern work that they kind of passed down. But it really made me realize that I I had a talent elsewhere because yeah. while I was growing up loving writing, on the side, sports were my thing. Sports mm-hmm. were, I mean, the Red Sox especially when I was in seventh grade, right around when they won that 2008 World Series, 
they were my boys like i knew all their stats i had a kid in school that sat next to me he's like i'm gonna test you on all their stats and then it just kind of clicked when i went to nbc sports boston and i was like oh oh i this is another avenue i can explore um i didn't actually explore it when i first got out but then when i got to nesson it it yeah I appreciate you talking about that 017 because awesome. I feel like that's like the least talked about World Series it team is. of all of them. Like, <laughs> you have to, you, and Pete, you know who gets under, I mean, I don't think he's underrated when you talk about the team, but I think since the team's underrated, I feel like he gets brushed off as Jonathan Papelbon's efforts, yeah. especially in those playoffs. I mean, I'm not going to deny that he didn't have like a superstar regular season. Nobody's saying that. Right. He came in so clutch in those playoffs and it was just like, it was mind blowing. I get goosebumps still talking about it. Well, his status about his went, face, like yes. when he's like, ah! well, his status went from like just you know middle of the line closer to like all star in just mm-hmm. that playoffs alone. So I I've I remember that because that was like the first uh, championship run that I really remember. Yep. I don't want to talk about the Patriots one, so we're not going to. <laughs> well, uh, and I mean, for I was really young for two thousand four, which is yeah. Like, in one sense, I'm happy, but in another sense, I'm sad because I didn't get to experience all of the excitement that the rest of Net Red Sox Nation got yep. to feel. Um, but it was still like, but I'm, I, it's probably similar to how you felt with 2007. It was like, I remember the team yeah. very, not vaguely, but I remember it. And right. I just remember really getting into the, that season and really learning about the sport. And, mm. you know, the Red Sox are a great, I mean, win or lose, especially if they're winning really hard or losing really hard (laughs) they're a good team to learn from because they're Mm -hmm. they don't make small mistakes their mistakes are big but they they either fix them right i mean as as a younger person like like you are like i don't remember 2004 at all i was five (laughs) i don't i I have fourth grade i have i have no recollection so like anytime someone asks me what's your favorite red sox team i always say 2013 because like that's, I can the get t- that. that's the team that like I don't know I followed the most, and especially that year, what they were standing for, it was just yeah. so like powerful and like that's Absolutely. my favorite team ever. That's the best run. Like I will take. I understand what 2004 was. I get it. I do. I really oh, do. Totally. But I will fight for that 2013 team and like until my last breath because Absolutely. I just loved it so much. And I think I think something that gets lost and I'm not trying to rag on anybody older because no. it does actually get lost on us younger people too, because we're so defensive of the ones right. that we like. And it's like, I think we all should just like acknowledge the fact that we got four world series championships in a matter of two decades. Yeah. And like, and it's like, it's fine to say, Oh, well, I think this is a good team. Oh, I think this is the best team. Mm-hmm. But like, can, can you pit them against each other? Can you actually prove nah, that one right. team was the bet, was better over another? I mean, I mean 2004, 2004 was way better that, that 2004 team, I'm not saying they were they were bad, but they were a wild card team. They, yeah. It wasn't like they won their division. So anybody I mean, was just like, right. oh, they were my, – my, my late grandfather actually didn't think they deserved to win that. <laughs> my dad's like, what are you talking about, dad? And they, like, were they were a wild card team. They didn't know wild yeah. – he didn't think that wild card team deserve to win the world series he was uh-huh. he was in his 80s so he, he's living yeah, in that right. old mindset right but that's the thing yeah it's just generation by generation i mean like you just have it's it's understandable as long as people can accept that 
they have a different favorite team because I mean um, McNamara passed away and there's some people who said that the 86 team even though they didn't win was their favorite team. exactly like you just have to take it and try yeah. to be like hey everybody has their team and I think yeah. that 86 team had everything it, it's the one play that screwed it up every like, exactly it worth it Right. And everyone has their favorite team. They have their favorite players. Like I will go down and saying David Ortiz is the most important best Red Sox of all time. End of story. Like I will not have the conversation with anyone. And then when someone says Ted Williams, I'm like, get out of here. Just leave me (laughs) alone. See, I would, I would understand. (laughs) I understand. But but, but also at the same time, like respect my opinion where I'm saying, not I, I'm saying I hypothetically, but it's like for someone like you who is saying, yeah, David Ortiz is my opinion. And somebody's like, Ted Williams is my opinion. It's like, yeah. Can you actually, can you actually prove that one is over the other? Because it's all, it's, it's, really comparing apples and oranges i mean I, i'm just a jerk at say three championships to zero but uh <laughs> yeah that's, that is what it is but no i get the ted williams i mean ted williams is like one of the most well-known best baseball players of all time just but, legendary but like i also have the i this is my like new kind of like fight debate is tom brady versus david ortiz and how i always say david ortiz means way more to boston than tom brady I, Only I, because I agree with you with that though. I, right. I, I know people who would disagree, but like yeah. I, I and I love both. You know this. Like yeah. I oh, love yeah. Tom. When Tom left me, I was dead for like a, <laughs> two weeks. I was done. But like I just feel like what Ortiz did, like whether you talk about the twenty thirteen, like this is our city, you know, yeah. or the two thousand four, his heroics. Yes. Like I think oh. those are just remembered yeah, in a different I, light. I agree. And I think and there are people I know in my life who are going to be like, oh, championships mean more than small moments. And I'm like, okay, but David Ortiz has the championships too. So you're yeah. going to say two less championships means that he's lesser because I personally yeah. don't. I mean, if, yeah. he, if it was zero championships versus six, then I would understand where people yeah. would be like, oh, well, look at the impact. Right. I'm like, sure, sure. That's a fair argument. But like, I mean, David Ortiz has, I mean, especially in, in our generation yeah. or I, I think we're technically two i'm i'm end of millennial and i think you're gen z but yeah our two same, generations same difference our two generations lived off of dave Ortiz. like that he is the cornerstone of our red Sox mm-hmm. knowledge um anytime like i was covering the night when he got shot and i had to oh. excuse, i mean i didn't i didn't ball but i did have to excuse myself from the office for a couple minutes because i was like having like a small panic attack so i was like I, I i i had to call my boyfriend and i'm like david ortiz just got shot i i actually don't right. know what to do with myself yeah. and like you had you, i know you know um logan he was there and he's yeah. like oh you good i'm like oh yeah i'm good i'm just gonna go run to the bathroom i'll be right back just let me know if any news breaks and i, I had to take a minute to collect myself because right. like you have a job to do yeah. you love this man but you have a job to do and it's it's so hard because like that kind of stuff that that stuff after everything he's already done mm-hmm. like i think right. it just plays into it more and it's like i don't know i, I just think he, there's a lot more personally there's a lot mm-hmm. more heart behind david ortiz but yeah mm-hmm. i mean i just i just that. wanted to add it's funny we can have <laughs> that like fight of nine total championships and who is more important like that's just unfair uh, it, it really is and, and at that point it's like can, can't you just say they're on the same level yeah. at that point because like who can you really say that one of them is better like no i can't name, name like a specific reason like like when it comes to mount rushmore it's those two like one and two for oh, yeah. me and then you can just fill it out with whoever you want after that i mean boston sports fans in the 2000s ever since the decade change we have been blessed 
blessed yeah. and like i just wish people do not take it for granted because right. i'm not trying to say it's over but you don't know oh it's it's over I lose it. <laughs> <laughs> well lots of people think that because tom brady's gone tom right? left so it's tom like, left it's then, over of course you're losing like a lot of like you lost mookie bets too and so i understand where people are Ugh. like but the thing i want to remind people is you still have patrice bergeron yes we you do you still have He's older and, but we do and personally maybe people won't agree with me but you have you have some incredible celtics players when you we have do Kemba walker Kemba walker i can't believe he came to the celtics i'm so glad he came yeah. to the celtics um and pairing him with two really blo- like blooming talents in um jalen brown and jason tatum like what more could you want so i do get where where it's been a core for Boston sports fans in Red Sox and Patriots lately, because they have by far the most championships yeah. in the last decade. Yeah. Everybody's like, it's over. But it's like, hey, 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 hey. Not even just Patrice Bergeron right. on the Bruins. You got Chara. Yeah. You got pa- David Pastrana. I mean, I think, Chara, I think Chara might be kind of quit soon, but yes, well, we but do who have knows? And, yeah, and, right. And, you know, I'm not going to lie. Went before, like, before all of this happened, I was like, how much how much gas does yeah. he have left in the tank? Right. This season, he has proved. He doesn't yeah. just have a little bit left. He's got a ton left. And That's he's impressive. not going to go down until he is physically unable to keep going which is incredibly inspiring and so that's what i hope boston sports fans try to remember because i know that right now the celtics and the bruins haven't been at the forefront of our championships but like oh my goodness they have such incredible teams right now and the bruins and the celtics have a lot of good good stuff ahead of them their futures are bright and it just I hope that people don't lose sight in that. I'd probably say that 2011 Bruins team for a lot of people in Boston is high up there, mm, like in terms me. of like favorite team. Like Absolutely. that's my dad's favorite team. And my personal saw, favorite. And team. he saw the 2004 team, like, but that Bruins team, the Bruins overall, like that's just. Oh like, yeah. So I'm with you that yeah, the Bruins and Celtics have a lot of hope. I think I think people will see that now as you know the tide begins to change, like you I said so. with the Red Sox and Patriots, because for a long time the Celtics were the top team in like the city, and then oh, they, absolutely. they had their downturn, and then you know Patriots rise to dominance and glory so they yeah. were up there on the 90s forever. everything switched in the, the 90s were a weird time because it's like there wasn't great success but it was like almost like a transition period yeah. where we went from wild celtic success to wild right. patriots and um uh wild patriots and red sox for, uh, yeah success. well they, but it's just it, like it came down to athletes in like that's terms like they, <clears throat> they do a lot of the talking yes yes <laughs> they, they do they do a lot of the talking though yes. like like you, you started to get Pedro Ortiz, Manny. Oh, like you start filling up there, and then absolutely. you have you have the six round scrub turn into the greatest quarterback of all time. Mm. It was it, it was just a magical. We're we're just too lucky. Like I oh. could, I could talk about that forever. I just could, and I'll put that there. asterisk is Pedro Martinez is perhaps one of my biggest inspirations. I mean, I'm not saying David Ortiz was not, yeah. but Pedro Martinez Pedro was, awesome. was the person that got me into the Red Sox and the Red Sox are what got me into sports and it was his determination and his attitude and the way he presented himself because I I watched a little of the 2003 season I was in second or third grade at that point so it was really hard for me to get what was going on but his attitude that I saw that he carried with I was like that's awesome I, I did a fifth grade biography thing on him and it's like you know I think sometimes 
we just have to remember that yeah. we're really blessed in, in, in what we've had. And if we're going to go a couple of years without a championship, we can take a deep breath and we can we're, accept we're, it. We're, it's not going to be fun. We're winning this year. We're winning this year. Like, <laughs> the Bruins start on Sunday. We're winning. Oh, we're winning. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. But, I so. but like I, I hear Pedro was must-see baseball, so I get oh, that. I mean, the closest, I, I thing, closest thing I had was Chris Sale. And that was oh. fun for a while it lasted. Oh goodness, yeah. Even though even though John Lester is my favorite yep. ever. Like I, uh, love, I went I to love. the I went to the alumni game that they had last year with a bunch yes. of friends who are not that was awesome. people. They didn't know who Bill Lee was. And I was like, <laughs> Bill Lee's pitching and I'm like, they're like, Who's that? And I'm like, Are you actual <laughs> Didn't Julio Lugo play? Yes, he had a home yes, run he off did. Pedro, didn't he? Yes, he yeah. did. Like, <laughs> that, that was just cool to see. They they saw that and they laughed their asses off and I'm like it was Lugo pay attention like right. bill lee bill lee was just so fun because he was just having a hell of a time you know I like mean, he was just what, like let's go i, like just I like, love it it just makes I mean, you pedro smile was awesome, so. oh oh my god seeing pedro again on on a fenway mound just yeah. it made my heart sore and they didn't want to watch it and i'm like okay you guys can have fun i'm literally gonna stay right here and <laughs> watch this whole game and you were like oh <gasps> oh it was so great <laughs> but it was awesome and yeah. we really need to feel lucky because even before 2004 we had so many great people come through boston it's just I mean, like the, the list is endless in terms of boston greatness oh, so much like you love. can have you can have like three mount rushmore's of like serious players in boston history you pretty much could have a mount rushmore for every team because they're so yeah yeah that's true <laughs> like the celtics one's incredible oh the, my god who do you even put on the celtics one because there's so i mean many i think bill Tony Larry, like, oh, bill's obviously like i think bill larry and like pierce would be my locks but some people probably won't have pierce on there oh, you're gonna uh, yeah you're gonna get the people that argue pierce doesn't deserve it and then you're gonna also get the people yeah. that are gonna be like where's kevin garnett and it's like oh, right exactly but you can't play KG. this but if, at the same time it's like are you gonna yeah. play that card where you're saying right. you can't have one but you can have the other because at that point in my personal opinion oh yeah they played different roles but in the end they played they had the same impact yeah. on making I mean, that championship like, happen well you're right you could have like two mount rushmore's for each team that's how crazy absolutely Oh, like I the Bru the Bruins ones like it's yeah. ridiculous like oh, the yeah, amount of players. Well, personally, I mean, at this point, if you don't put Patrice Bergeron on yeah, that Mount Rushmore, yeah. like you're, I mean, you're insane. I'm so sorry. I've been sorry, the biggest advocate for Bergeron probably <laughs> my entire life, just because Same. I think like he was my favorite player when he like debuted. I remember yep. him. I mean, to be fair, Phil Kessel was the player to give me a puck on the sideline out of practice and, and then sign it for me. Oh, so like he's not when as he got a jerk as people say he is. So when I, when he got traded it destroyed my life but oh i get that but now i now i understand why i got traded but that that matt cook hit on on Bergeron, uh, i i actually i don't know about you but i remember specifically where i was and where i was yeah I was going to a halloween party in like seventh grade and mm. we were picking up a couple friends because their moms were working the Bergeron hit. Oh, man. oh and i'm sitting in the car they're getting in the car my mom's like hi hi girls how's it going and i'm sitting there going shut up mom because <laughs> he had literally just got hit on the ice yeah. and it was silent and, and i was yeah. like i need to hear what's going on and she goes the radio's not even talking and i'm like okay but if they do i need to hear what's going on right. And I was like, they were they were at the party, like yeah. playing and like yeah. doing Halloween games, and I'm sitting there. All I could think of is, is Patrice Bergeron okay? Yeah, that and the oh, Savard no. one. Oh, oh, Savard, I cried over. Oh. I cried over Savard. What like what could have been? Yeah. 
you know, I'm glad that he's, I don't know, I think he's still with the Blues, but I'm glad that he's getting into coaching and really using his skills in a way. Beyond Mark Schumer, yeah. Because, like, he, he has such an impressive knowledge of the game that, like, it's like you can't waste that talent on right. just, I'm going to play and then see you later. I'm just going to go. Coach. Right. Yeah. He's a great guy. Yeah. He's awesome. I, I, uh, he, he's on Instagram and he does taping videos of like different ways to tape. Oh, it. really? That's pretty funny. <laughs> I'm not even big into like, I, I've, I've never had, I've had a couple sticks. I have a Roman Yossi stick in here, actually. Roman but, uh, Yossi. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. For my, M- my NBC Sports Boston internship, we went underneath the bleachers and there was a broken Roman Yossi stick. That's pretty awesome. <laughs> you can make me some serious a, money on I was just saying, what a random player. But he's <laughs> awesome, so it's fair. Right? Yeah. But yeah. It's just those, those little things. It's just, you have to keep up in mind. Right. So, women in sports has become a very big topic, in, especially in the past you know, month or two like with the Washington Redskins stuff and you know, it should be a big topic because I feel like it should be addressed more and more. So um, can you speak on, you know, the idea that women should be in sports that should just be like an accepted thing. Like this shouldn't have to be like a topic, you know, like it should just be like expected. And I, I mean, it really bothers me that it's not accepted yet because I mean, I, I said, I said it on Twitter, like, I've learned from you, Alex, Taylor, and Lauren, like, so much. And I feel like people just need to, you know, not be like, oh, well, you're – like, that shouldn't be a thing. Like, someone shouldn't say you're a girl. Like, why do I have to – why do they have to test you? Or, like, you brought it up earlier when you were talking about the Red Sox stats. Like, why should – why does that have to be a thing? Yeah, I was going to bring that up because that's, that's one of yeah. the things that's kind of been ingrained in me in the way I approach my, my – mm-hmm myself in sport in the sports realm because right. I mean it, it was very friendly I mean we were I mean we weren't friends friends but he, he was trying right. to kind of be like oh I'm gonna catch mm-hmm. you oh I want to catch you on something that you don't know yeah and I've had I've had people in the sports realm kind of do that as well when I've been right. working where they're like oh well if you didn't know that then you're clearly ignorant and it's like or clearly I didn't watch that one one game that right. you saw that mm-hmm. I'm so sorry that I wasn't glued to that specific game yeah. but I'm sure I could pick a game that right. you weren't glued to and know all the stats um yeah. so I I think the WNBA is doing something really important right now mm-hmm. by remaining vocal during these um really tough times during this country especially yeah. with social justice and I think it's coming more to to light now but um they've always been on the forefront of social justice issues and I think that's one of the ways that women's sports have been trying to get into mainstream society because there's been so much talk about um, change and equality because it's not just equality with I mean there's there's equality issues all around we're fighting it with Black Lives Matter Um, and that's that's something that we have to make sure gets fought and then there's another separate fight that we can't say that is diminishing the Black Lives Matter movement Mm -hmm. where we're saying we also have to fight for women's rights and neither side I mean especially there's a lot of people who support both movements that are saying that one deserves attention on one platform and one deserves the equal same amount of attention um, on the other and it's Mm -hmm it's really important because I think they have put themselves in a position during this current um, uh, social justice, um, I don't want to call it crisis, but it, it is a bit of a crisis in our country where we, we 
we have a lot of issues that we need to delve into that. I mean, especially back from the 90s that we never dealt with with the Rodney right. King riots. We yeah. never dealt with it after that. We never dealt with it after the Michael Brown stuff. We, mm-hmm. That was when Black Lives Matter first came out. I was very supportive of it at, yes. at first. And it was really frustrating at first to watch people kind of brush it off. And mm-hmm. that's kind of the way women's stuff has been for yeah. a very long time. Though. Very long. And I think when, especially um, when you get attention drawn to more women's sports in the sports media i think that's really important so something that i've really been trying to work on at messin um and it's not that messin has been bad with with covering women's sports but um excuse me but um last year right when i joined messin we joined we had a um our first deal with the connecticut sun it was kind of like a trial period to see how well things could go and uh, my boss ended up putting a lot of the pressure on me, not pressure, but a lot of the, uh, the burden on me to, yeah. put, to, to, to get this Push content, it, yeah. especially on, on Nesson.com. I mean, it was, it was something nerve wracking because at first I'd never seen the WNBA. I'm not even, yeah, I, mean, like, you're I not, was like, I didn't know anything. You're not the only one though. That's like, that's just how that league has been presented. They're yeah. not always on TV. You can't always access their games, so that's not yep. your fault. And that's the problem, and that's something right. that's been almost fixed. Not fixed. I do not want to use that yeah. word. That is something that has improved with the um, with the pandemic because yeah. there's such a lack of airtime, yeah. or there's so such an extra amount of airtime that they have that they're they're like, we need to fill this. We need to right. make sure we have something filling this. So actually, Nesson has a lot less Connecticut Sun games this season than they did last season. Right. But we're actually covering it much better because last season we only covered messing games this mm-hmm. season that's out the window we're covering every single game excuse me <clears throat> um and so that's one of the things that i found really important and and i was kind of thrilled because <laughs> when i went to media day last year to first meet them i met john quell jones didn't realize who, how big she was. I met yeah. Chris <laughs> didn't realize how big she was. Met Courtney Williams. Courtney Williams called me out for yeah. a kind of a dumb question. And I was like, hey, dumb question, but thank you for calling me right. out. And like, yeah. but like after learning that yeah. and watching their success, I was like, wow, it's a different style of basketball. I think people are used to seeing what's done in the NBA and they think it's the only way it's played professionally. Right. And I even have like a lot of people in my family um, and even my boyfriend who are just like, oh, I'm watching this year because there's not much to watch. Um, but when they, when they also tap into star power, um, I think is really important. Like Sabrina, um, oh, you just Sabrina Ionescu <laughs> is, is, she is one of the best things that could happen to the WNBA right that now. My, that was actually my next question. I was oh. going to bring up how I think she, I mean, she is bringing my eyes to the WNBA because I, she's just a generational talent. And points last I know she's, she's what, awesome. Was that her third game? Second. Are yeah. you kidding me? <laughs> like, like I know, I know that WNBA game, WNBA games aren't like, you know, they're not scoring 130 points no. or anything. So 33 points 
is an even bigger deal because it's like it kind of falls, you know, how I say college basketball. Yeah. You know, like those are lower scoring games. I don't is it is it the minutes shorter? Yeah, it it is. Yeah, and okay. so that's my that's what drives me nuts is is the people who want to compare the NBA to the WNBA and they're like, that's well, true. if you look at their stats, their stats because they, they're very rarely are triple doubles because they don't right. have enough time for triple yeah. doubles. Yeah, exactly. So, and 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 hardcore NBA fans might not like that I say this, but there's a lot more that happens in that extra two minutes that the NBA gets in every single quarter. So it's 10 minute quarters for WNBA mm -hmm. and it's 12 minutes for the NBA. And I'm sorry if people want to disagree, but there is so much more in eight minutes of gameplay. Yeah. There's so much more scoring. There's so much more rebounding. Well, that's, all, that's almost a whole quarter in the WNBA. It, so. it really is. So it's <laughs> right. like you're losing almost an entire quarter of gameplay. Yeah. And so for them to for her to put up 33 points is yeah. mind blowing. I like, mean, she's awesome. <laughs> she is. Like, I don't know how many people watched. I didn't get to watch last night's game, unfortunately, but I because I was covering um, the Red Sox. But I don't know how many people watched her first game. I did. Did you? It was must see TV. Some of the audio that came out of that was incredible. Yeah. Her talking to like uh, Laisha Colorendon. Yeah. One of the like she was a veteran on the on the on the Connecticut Sun, and she's just talking to her like she's been in the WNBA for years. Mm -hmm. like, there's no, there's almost like no gap in her knowledge, and it's it, it's mind blowing. And she is not the only woman that can do it. Like there are so many Crystal da Crystal Dangerfield absolutely destroyed the Sun for the on the links. Yeah. Like I was like she she got dropped to the second round, and I. It was because she's what I think she's only like five seven. People are like, oh, she can't shoot. She she got like three <laughs> shots in that first game. I'm throwing out a number because I actually yeah, I don't. But she nailed some impressive shots, and it's there's a lot of young talent coming into the WNBA and women's sports. Um, I think the 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 national women's team really helped that out last year with getting things off the ground because when you have the whole the whole tea sipping thing with Alex Morgan. And I mean, I've been like I've been following women's sports for a while. Like for me, it started with Ronda Rousey in the mm. UFC because mm. I she was love must her. see for me. I love her. Um, I mean, Serena's been doing it for ever. It feels like now she's been dominating. And I mean, tennis is a sport you're either into or not. Like that's yeah. just that's just how that goes. Women's men's that's not as much, you know. Um, and then Sabrina, the women's national team. I mean, I feel like I watched every single game. Oh God! Because yeah. like they have so many must-see talents on that team. Like that's that to me is how you, you know, make these sports better. It's having must-see talent, and I mm -hmm. think, I think the WNBA has that. I mean, they they have so many big names. Elena Deladon. Uh, I don't even know if I said her name right. Yes, you did. did okay. Yes. Uh, Skylar Diggins, who's oh, back this year. She's incredible. After skipping last year, correct? Yes. Yes. Um, and I, I knew her, and I, when I saw that she skipped what she skipped last year for, I was like, that's incredible. Yeah. And like, I, there's uh, Brianna Stewart, like, there's a number oh. of players. And now you have Sabrina. Yes. Who I think everyone knows. Like, even if you don't follow like WNBA yet, you know who she is and you want to see how she's doing. Yep. I mean, so, even a couple of my friends heard that Dewana Bonner 
was on the Connecticut Sun, and they're like, Dewana Bonner changed teams? They didn't even know what team she was on before. They couldn't even name the Mercury, but they knew that she had changed teams, and they were like, that's wild, isn't it? It's like, right. yeah, so watch the game, because, yeah. like, you're gonna, like, she, she, she put up 19 points in her first performance, and she was only, like, she was solid. She didn't yeah. have her best game. She just put up, like, 29 points the other night, and it's like, that's, that's game two. Yeah. Like, and that's just one team. You look at Sabrina Ionescu, who only had, like, 20-something points in her first game. She just got 33 last night. Only 20-something. Only 20-something. <laughs> and then Sue Bird is back this year, too. Yes. Which is just, like, the, the, the Seattle Storm is almost always – must watch basketball yeah. because you have Stewart and Bird and watching that first game when they played the Liberty was just magic because you yes. got to watch Sabrina ball out even though she did struggle from time to time um you got to see her in her first game and really show her stuff and then yeah. you got to on the other side of the court got to see uh Sue Bird and Brianna Stewart just be like balling I also love seeing uh Megan on the side cheering oh. on Sue well that's that's like, amazing yeah because you have to have the support like like I saw her there and I was like I I just like blanked for a second I was like how is she a lot oh duh <laughs> I was like how does she get to go to the game what? I want to go <laughs> but there's a lot of people that actually haven't put two and two together because there's yeah. a lot of people who love Sue Bird and right. they're like, oh my God, she's amazing. And then yeah. they're like, oh my God, I love Megan Rampino. And it's like, do you know they're together? Did, did you see the Nike commercial today? Oh, I have. With Megan? My, I, it gives me goosebumps just even thinking about it. Yeah. yeah it's, it was. I don't read books, brilliant. but she has a book coming out and yes, I am I reading wait. it. Like, oh, I'm, I absolutely am. Like, I don't read books. I'm, I openly admit that I probably should, but I don't. I kind of don't either. I read them time to time. But, but I'm going to read her book because, like, she's just like one of those figures that you're like drawn to. And I think but, she has some important things to say too. She yeah. never just, her words are never meaningless. Like, she doesn't just talk right. out of her butt and just be mm -hmm. like, this is just how I feel. Like she, she, all of her words, every single word in every single sentence has a meaning. Yes, yes. I'm like, that's what I love about you. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I'm, you stole my question, but I'm happy you did because like <laughs> we were able to merge that together. Um, I don't even know what the question I asked was. Like, I don't even know how we got there. We kind of <laughs> just, you know, went down with WNBA being back. So I'll just ask you real quick. Sports are back. As we know, we just said it. How have you enjoyed the return in terms of these like new, you know, settings, no fans, um, different situations. Cause I personally, I'm not really that affected by the no fans. So I was just going to say the same thing. I was worried about it and there's no denying it's okay to have been worried about it. But I think anybody that's complaining now is just looking for something to complain about because so yeah. there was one spot in one of the recent Red Sox broadcasts where there was like, 10, 10 seconds where they accidentally had the, the fan sound cut out and it's like yep. and then people took to Twitter and they were like no fan sound and it's like oh just cry about it like, you know what's kind of funny it I kind of want one difference. game without the fan sound I would like to I'd know I'd like to experience that I would too because you're getting the players experience and because so, you, you hear Verdugo standing on the field and he's <laughs> like no fans this is pretty weird but we're not hearing <sighs> on the broadcast uh, oh I don't mean to cut you off, but oh, you yeah. bring up Verdugo, and I tried my best to hate him. I really did. I right? didn't. I didn't want to cheer for him, and then like he's been so that. fun. He's just been so fun. It's been so hard to watch Mookie Betts go and be like, oh, we got this person that we're not familiar with. Right. He's not like an Albert Pujols that we're getting. Yeah. No, it's 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 a much smaller name, but fun, some of the stuff guy. he has 
shown in his yeah. athletics and the things he has said, mm-hmm. especially about Black Lives Matter. Yeah. Have I mean the all around he has surprised me pleasantly. And mm-hmm. it, it, I I'm not saying he's a Mookie Bats. Nobody's right. saying. Mookie and Mookie I know Bats. his past is very questionable as well. That's why of like, I had a tough time wanting to cheer for him from the as start. Did I. But like this guy seems like a good character. Good. Like I don't. A lot of time has changed since then. Well, and, and, and people do change. So yeah, you don't know. Right. We don't so I try know. not to judge people by like one occurrence that, you know, was brought up from a long time ago. Cause like you said, people change and hit, watching him, you know, bear hug, David Ortiz, I was like, that's what I would do. So I get that. I know. But like you said, you were talking about the game and how maybe the sound would be cool. Maybe watching Joe Kelly absolutely like, you know, getting ready to brawl. Right? Maybe it would have been cool. To hurt, like, and the thing is, the problem. I read his lips, though. <laughs> oh, yeah. And the problem is, we probably wouldn't have been allowed to hear that conversation because it would have been so censored. They would have been just silent. They're like, well, we wish we could bring you this conversation, but uh, Joe Kelly's hurling some crazy <laughs> slurs right now. So, uh... <laughs> oh, man, I love him. Oh, man. But that was, that was great. That, that's yeah. the baseball I missed. Right. But can we also talk about how his suspension is so stupid? Oh I mean, I'm not saying I, I understand he, I, yeah. eight games. That is that is equivalent to 22 games during a regular season. York advocating for a 22 a 22 game suspension over just going moo, 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 and making faces. <laughs> really? I mean, the the funny part was everyone keeps uh, posting the video when he hit his window. Yeah, like he definitely didn't mean. I was like, I mean, he definitely <laughs> did, but like. There's a reason he did it. Like, let's not forget the reason these people are getting aimed at. Yep. Well, Tim Wakefield made a good point on last night's Nesson broadcast. He was like, oh, well, he did aim for the head. Whether he, yeah, if, he, right. if he aimed for the head or lost it, yeah. still doesn't, to me, I, I agree with Wake, it. where it's like, <laughs> which I think, he, I think is correct. Yeah, but I think he probably was aiming agree. lower. I yeah. do agree with Wake, though, where it's like, if, like, if that had even any like semblance of right. intention behind it that yeah. was wrong because yeah. you don't aim for someone's head you right. don't like you can peg somebody nobody i mean you can't he's but, done it <laughs> but, but, but when you peg somebody there's that unwritten rule that you don't go for their head right. like Absolutely. that's just that thing like that's it's just it's it's unwritten and mm-hmm. i i do get where people come from that where they were like oh well he deserves it i'm like okay but you have to put it in perspective eight games in a regular season i understand eight games in a, in a 60 game season is ridiculous it's, and it's you know ridiculous. the mlb had the audacity to not suspend any of those players and exactly <laughs> and it just makes them look worse because it's like i'm sorry but you're going to suspend somebody for i mean retaliation that he didn't necessarily have to do right you're going to suspend him for being angry about something that they never really got the game. Really, they, they didn't get punished hard enough for in a lot of people's eyes. Yeah, and I mean, they tried to ruin baseball, in my opinion. Like, it, knowing the – I've played baseball. I don't know if you played softball or baseball in any mm-hmm. form. Knowing the pitch would be a gift. <laughs> like, I just uh, – I imagined in my head, I'd be like, that would have been awesome back then if I knew a curveball was coming. Right. Like, and that's on the biggest stage. So, like, I understand why Joe Kelly – and company are angry, and everyone's like, "Well, he wasn't on the Dodgers that year." I was just gonna say, people are always gonna oh, argue that. I don't know if they know this. The Red Sox also played the Astros those two years. They cheated. They beat them. Well, one. and but. it seems, and it's in there's. I I am not going to say that any of this is founded or what, but I, there has been 
video about other teams, uh, other Yankees. unnamed teams. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> but there has, but there's been, and, and it's not even the new, it's not even new. Like, it's not even like this is brand new allegations. There's allegations I mean, from a lot of other teams. There's a good though. chance everyone cheated. But then, so that's where I do look at, at the Joe Kelly thing. And I'm like, yeah. where I do get it from other people's perspective. Yeah. Where, was it right for him to go off? Because yeah. if he was likely on it, because I mean, he was on the Red Sox. He was on two teams that played them in the playoffs both of those years. Exactly. And so it's just like, it, it, it is one of those things where it's like, you have to be nuanced. Um, and he's just a psycho. So like, he was just going to do it anyways. Or there were a lot of people though that fell for that uh, Instagram post last night that everybody thought. Yeah, he I saw that. I well, like, a couple people here. Not him. <laughs> oh, I saw. Well, at first, I I didn't look at the the name and I read it and I'm like, oh, that's hilarious! I can't believe you read that. Or, yeah. that. And then I looked at the tag and I'm like, oh, because he didn't write that. That's yeah. that's not him. Yeah. Well, I read the tag and I was like, okay, there's no. I mean, it could be him if he has a burn or hilariously about himself. Uh, I mean, that'd awesome. still be really really yeah. funny, and yeah. I wouldn't put it past it. I mean, I I love Joe Kelly. I loved him when he was a Red Sox. I was upset when he left, but uh, him bringing that like fire back to baseball was great and they automatically ruined it with a 22 game suspension but you know whatever that's, what are we gonna do we don't we aren't major league baseball that's the mlb for you um yeah. are you looking forward to basketball and hockey oh i Men's really basketball am and hockey because we've had basketball i i really am um i can't remember I, one of those sports so was the last that i covered at the garden before I'm all this so shut down. Excited for hockey. And it's so it's oh my god, there's there's an exhibition on tonight and I'm just yes. like, let's go! I, mean, I need it. So my the way I've watched exhibitions, like the when the Red Sox had them, is like I watch like very little just to get a taste because I want that real like game. Yep. And I mean they're jumping right into playoffs, so it's gonna be kind of insane. Yeah. Nesson Nesson is kind of looking at this as like pretty much just jumping right in and just yeah. kind of being like, Oh, we're gonna we're gonna like really take this seriously, even though it's an exhibition game. And I, I really hope we can get the you have people like my dad who are just like they're diehard Red Sox fans, but then they're like, Oh or not Red Sox, Bruins, excuse me. Yep. And they're all like, Oh, the, the season's been paused for so long. I don't have any interest. And it's like, well, playing especially playing somebody like the Columbus Blue Jackets is really good for Bruins fans in particular yeah. because it's like, okay, let's get that fire going. It might not be that we're even all both teams are putting out their best players the entire game. Right. But you're getting yourselves warmed up, you're getting yourselves back into game shape and it's just like who who doesn't want to see John Tortorella screaming his lungs out? And we might actually get to hear some of what he says, which is just like, why? Like, let's get right. into that kind of part of the game. Mm -hmm. Like, that's going to be the fun part is I like hearing some of these people just fire off. I love the setup they have too for these bubbles. So, mm -hmm. like, I think I think it'll be a fun atmosphere, and I, the Stanley Cup playoffs to me are the best form of playoffs in sport. I mean, absolutely. I'm so glad we're not getting robbed of them this year. I don't compare it to the NFL because the NFL is one game elimination. That's just right. a completely different situation. And like the Super Bowl is an animal of its yeah. own. But like when it comes to seven game playoffs, yeah, give me, give me hockey. I'm very excited. And I just wanted to talk real quick before we move on. Um, so I brought it up earlier how I kind of had the conversation with some people about the NFL season. And, you know, we talked about how the MLB might just get canceled eventually soon rather than later because of this Marlin stuff, right? Mm -hmm. So, do you think the NFL will come back? At least, will do you think they will play a regular season game? Will they play a regular season game? Yes. 
All right. Will they complete the season? I do not think so. Mm -hmm. Um, Unless they put stricter... See, I want to say unless they put stricter uh, protocols in, and this is no dig at the MLB, but I think we've learned from the bubble environments where you've had zero positive tests in one week from the NHL, and you've had zero positive tests in two weeks from the NBA as of yesterday. Um, I think it's proving that yeah. the bubble the bubble system is working, and whether people like it or not, like I think some of the concern, especially in the NFL, is revenue because yeah. um, they're worried. Not even worried. They're they're thinking about can we get fans back, and if we can get fans back, how much money can we make to offset the, the money that we're already losing? Right. And unfortunately, I I don't I don't think that no. finances should be impact. Well, not unfortunately. I don't think that these finances should be impacting the season because you already have what six Patriots that have opted out reportedly. Uh, Yeah, we have, we pretty much have the biggest in terms of like players that are needed for a team to win. We had the biggest impact by far. Oh yeah. Our T our, our defense is depleted. And if we lose the McCordy brother, if we lose the McCordy twins, it's, the end yeah i mean I, i've been back end. and forth thinking they might uh opt out because yeah know, fam- families are involved and they both that. have they both yeah. at least one of them has a new children they both have big uh um, right big families so exactly. it's, it's one of those things where it's like i i can never right. judge I, I mean i won't judge anybody in this time doesn't yeah. matter the sport right. but absolutely it does concern me because um like mlb they've been kind of adamant against about a bubble environment and just seeing what's happened with bubble environments it's like i understand it's not ideal and i think part of it i don't even know if it's coming from the league it might even be just coming from owners that are like we would like to keep the option to have fans at games because we want to make money there might not be anything they can do about that and that's the concern because if they stay on that path there's a good chance that we don't get a full football right. season. This well, season. you talk about, you know, the revenue and stuff. And I, I thought about this in terms of the NFL restarting. There is no world that the NFL will accept being the only sport off of TV. There's no Absolutely. world that'll happen. So that's why I'm almost hundred percent certain we get at least one regular season game. Like they're going to give this a shot. Absolutely. Because they are the, they're, they know they're the top dog when it comes to sports and the idea that, you know, they're not going to be on TV is crazy to me. And the bubble doesn't – I mean, I don't know how the bubble could work for the NFL. I agree because it's really hard. How yeah. do you have, what, 32 teams? 32 teams? 32 teams. Yes. Yeah. 32 te- how do you have 32 teams? With 50-plus players on each With 50-plus players on each team. And they're name city that has more than one football stadium and, and football games can go anywhere from two and a half hours. Right. If you're just blazing through a real shit game mm-hmm. or, or, or you're, you're playing like a five hour game because there's right. call after call, after call, after call, after call. And it's just one of those things that you can't, you can't predict it. Like NHL right now, they're like, Oh, so we'll do, uh, an east game at this time and then we'll do a west and then we'll yeah. do an east but that way they overlap so if if one of the east games goes long they're not actually pushing off the other game too much right. harder but the nfl is it that, that's one of the logistical issues that i think that the league faces which yeah. is really hard because it's like i mean unless you go to a city or or an area that has multiple teams which Ooh. would be california which yeah. is having a spike yeah well, or new york city which used to be the epicenter so it's like 
they almost don't win. They don't. There's, win. there's, of course, the idea that you can use college stadiums. And that's fair. If you accept, you're not going to have fans, which they need to. They're not going to have them. That I think is. I don't think it's the the players issue at all. No. I don't think players give any any semblance of a crap no. about that. No. And whether it's it might be some sort of an issue for the league, but I think it's mainly an issue with the owners because the yeah. owners are the ones that are I mean the the league's losing money too, but the owners are the ones that are going to feel the real brunt of this like head on because they yeah. don't have fans. Like, I mean they they're, they're going to lose more money if they don't play at all. Agreed. So. And, I think, and I also think that if they're not smart and they don't play at all, like they're going to have to wait pretty much a whole nother year yeah. to try and get their revenue back. Like they only have a very limited amount of time. It's not like right. they run all season, all year, yeah. like, like the Bruins do where they're like, they're on in October and they're off in July and they only have a couple mm-hmm. months that are June and they only have like July, August, September that are off. Right. Exactly. Like, they really lose that opportunity. And if yeah. they want revenue, I feel personally i think they're they're handling it wrong but yeah i'm I mean, not i'm not an owner I we'll don't have see i mean they have they have 17 weeks to fill and then playoffs which i think you can do the bubble for you can easily do a bubble for the playoffs the playoff a playoff bubble is so easy to do yeah so like if they somehow got there they would have to, they have to use that yeah but i mean Absolutely. if they if they get to that point they're probably going to think they're too good and you know not use it it it's going to be the moment that a big time player goes down when they're going to have to you and know. i think i think it's unfortunate i'm not oh and i want to preface this saying that i don't think that von miller ever should have caught it <laughs> von miller <laughs> caught right. covid and like i think he caught it at an interesting time because it wasn't big enough in nfl like him and sean payton were the first two to get it right. first two big names yep. But nobody in the NFL wasn't playing. Nobody really right. cared about the NFL. Everybody was focused about the sports that had just been paused. Yes. And so, actually, the NFL is almost getting screwed. Not And like I said, this sounds horrible, but they're getting screwed in a way by them testing positive earlier because they don't have these big names like, oh, my God, Von Miller, and oh, my God, Sean Payton tested positive. Yeah. If they tested positive today, it would be plastered everywhere. Right. It would be like, oh, my – like, it, it, there'd be yeah. so much – up a like not out outrage but just uproar over it and they'd be like what do we do how do we handle this and it's just kind of one of those situations where it's like like once you get somebody like a tom brady or or uh, rob, Ron- rob gronkowski yeah. well, i think particularly those two in my opinion are at risk because there's already been an outbreak down in florida there's already yeah. been people around their organization that have tested positive so mm-hmm. i think for them it's a matter of time if they haven't yeah. if they weren't one of those people that initially caught it too right none of the names were released so yeah, we actually true. know but um, based on their social media you could guess that they weren't and there's but, multiple pictures of tom just not wearing a mask so well that's yeah. the thing if tom doesn't want to wear a mask i don't I, i'm not feeling bad for him if, right, yeah. if any of these players i did see a picture recently that he did have one on yeah and like, i'm not very recent i think well i think he wears it in public but i don't yeah. think he wears it when he's practicing and it's like right i mean i mean i, I don't i don't know if any football player wears it practicing because running with a mask is tough well, and, and so one of the things that they debated was having like the helmets that have the full shield. So there's yeah. actually nothing coming out. Then you even get, and I love, I love him to death, but then you get someone like really typically like coherent, like JJ Watt saying, I'm not wearing that. And I'm yeah. like, well, then are we going to have a season? Because right. if you can't wear something that's going to protect you when you have 
close to a hundred people around you in a yeah. game setting. What, right. what are you thinking? You're, I mean, you're o- putting Oakley, yourself at crazy risk. Oakley created the special half shields for the bottom of your mouth for that supposedly works as a mask. So, I mean, if you made every player wear that, you would save a lot. Like you would, that would be a good I start. Agree. But you know, we'll we'll see. This yeah, them just doing training camp means uh, out, makes me very confident we'll have a week one. I hope so. No preseason games after that. I I couldn't tell you. Yeah. I mean, selfishly, I need football, but like same. I would love to have it, and I yeah. think that's why it's so aggravating. Yeah. Um. All right. So. We have a few more questions left. I appreciate Ooh. you giving me all this time. Oh, I don't mind at all. Um, um, so th- we're going to move off of sports and go into a little reality TV because I know that's your that's your uh, that's your other yes, love. it's my it's baby. Sports and reality TV, and we're <laughs> going to talk about one specific show because this is also like the main show I watch when it comes to reality TV, and that's Big Brother, which yes. comes back next Wednesday. Oh. Um, so. In one, in one second, I'll ask you, you know, a couple good questions. Maybe not good. We'll see, what, we'll see how you feel about them. <laughs> uh, but I just have to, you know, stop. So next week, Big Brother is doing exactly what I've asked for, for, you know, years now. I wanted the second All-Stars. We're getting the second All-Stars. Wow. For anyone that watches Big Brother, All-Stars is when the whole cast is returnees. And I've always been a big fan of returnees. I know a lot of people complain every season when – like they're not just all fresh faces, but I think that's what it adds the intrigue. Like mm. that's who they're gunning for. And I think that changes the show. And this year it's all all stars. And we don't know the cast as of this speaking, we don't know. Right. I'm nope. Sure. We, we don't, don't know, currently we don't know anyone. We have rumors. We have rumors. Right. We have right. No official cast, which means, you know, nothing necessarily yet. So rumors, rumors can only go so far. Of course. So um, I have to ask, are you excited? Oh, I'm so excited. <laughs> like, you can even take the rumors out of it, and I'm so excited. The rumors make it exci- even more exciting because there's some people that have been rumored to be on there that I'm like, I can't believe that they reached right. this far back. Like, they reached farther back. If, if some of the people I've heard are true, they've reached yeah. farther back than I've realized that they were I, going to, and I'm I mean, so happy. Yeah, I mean, they got 20 seasons to pick from, technically. Yeah. Like, there should be no reason. Like, I think the All-Star season, the original, was either six or seven, if I'm not mistaken. I think it was seven. Okay, it was so seven. it's not like you should just cut out that first six. No. Because – there's still other people that could come back. So I'm excited mm. because I started season eight. I started right after that. So I kind of started with this fresh, you know, the Oh, you started with Evil Dick season. Yeah, I mean I was <laughs> I, I, I was I was locked in from the minute we said go. Like he was he was great. Oh yeah. He, he I was sad that he had to leave his second go around because oh, that no, could have oh. been oh, I had incredible so, season. I had so much hope for him. Oh, I cried, um, I'm not gonna lie. I was like, dude, uh, come back. Yeah. I mean, uh, there's so much excitement with this show. There really is. I mean, I know a lot of people that watch it, um, and a lot of people that don't like it, but you know, the, we don't talk about them. Yeah, you can uh, get over it. So I wanna ask you before like we think of like possible people that could be on the season that would really excite you who is your favorite all-time cast member oh it's a tough question but like i have a few off the top of my head already go for it go for it because i'm curious to hear yours i have a couple in mind so my like main two or three is jeff 
Yeah. Oh, I wow. Think, I think everyone loves Jeff, though. Like, I don't think there's a single person that's like, oh, I hated that guy. Like, no, he was just, like, the nicest guy. Never won anything, but he was just there. Um, Evil Dick. Mm. Like he's my he's my top he's my pinnacle. It's hard if you don't have Evil Dick yeah. in there because Evil Dick is just like he's he's Mount Rushmore. Even though right. he did he did lose to Danielle. <laughs> he won. He won. Oh, I thought Danielle won. No, Danielle lost. She was not happy. Oh, good. No, because that was the that was the season right before because um I jumped in on nine, actually right? no I I yeah I jumped in on nine with um yes with like little bits and pieces of Adam's season. And then my first full season was Dan Geesling's season, which was just- oh, Dan. Dan brilliant. was my third guy, by the way. Just he was gonna be my third guy. Brilliant. Oh, I geez. mean, to me, like when it goes in terms of who's the best big brother players of all time, I actually have Dan at one and then Dick because I mean, Dan made it to the finals twice. Yeah. And I think- I think I, you He also... should have won both times. Oh, and it's so tough. That that season fourteen one was rough. Yeah, but like just also, get spiteful. also Ian Ian played a brilliant. Oh, he's a good one too. Season and he's like kind of forgotten. I, he he is so forgotten because he didn't stay super. I mean, he stayed in touch with the Big Brother world, but he wasn't like one of those people that's right. like, I'm going Hangs to all these. Forever. Exactly, he's just like. He went, I think he went and became a t- chemistry teacher and he Infinite. loved it. And he's like, oh my God, I'm a chemistry teacher. And I was yeah. like, you were saying that was your dream on Big Brother. That's so cute. Like, yeah. I love it. And like, I don't know. There's like, I think Dan's really high up there as, as one of your, like, as the Mount Rushmore's. But then I think you have to have like, um, and this one's very controversial because the season was so boring because of it in Uh-oh. my opinion but Derek Derek yeah yeah up there. I, I mean, mean I ter- love Derek in terms of playing he dominated like there's a reason they bring him back every year to talk yeah because it, like they look at him as like one of the smartest ever he just yeah. kind of like strolled along there's that it's the people that dominate the game with everybody going along blindly yeah. that it's a, it's like I'm sure it made for a boring season but you can't deny that they're great the right. other person that Oh no! You're like laughing. Shoot. So I'm trying <laughs> to. Th- so sh- she is not my favorite. Okay. Okay. But I I learned to like love. Her? I have learned to love her. I hated her at first. So hated, worried. hated, hated. Oh, you! So I worried. think you know who you who I'm going for. Oh no. Rachel Riley. Uh, I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> Rachel I mean, she Riley. Played well. She played okay. well. <laughs> you can, so I don't. I'm not even going to say that she's my favorite person. So I think she's a wonderful human. Yeah. She still her voice still drives me nuts, and I love uh, you, Rachel. But I'm sorry. But uh, but like um you know she she really played that game well. I mean the whole the only problem is she really was attached to Brendan. Uh, really separated. <laughs> second time when she won yeah and she was like okay brendan's out she played that card the brendan card at the beginning hardcore and when he got out i think he was only like second or third boot and yeah, he like sucked. he was out really early <clears throat> and she was like oh okay now i have to play for myself like hardcore because I, right. I screwed up my last chance by having no friends so she actually made friends the second time mm-hmm. around like i don't think she's a despicable person like everybody makes yeah but um but like she secretly played such a good game and i think it also shows how well she played the game by how well she did on amazing race because her and brandon placed they they came in the final three twice wow i think they got 
into like the final five in like all stars if they were if i remember right it's, it's just like yeah. they they dom like they're very dominant and like mm -hmm. she was very dominant and that's why like i think people write her off because she was she was so obnoxious but like you cannot deny that rachel riley was one of the smartest players in big brother history i hard I, to I say i mean <laughs> i i forgot one favorite i also love casey I also oh love yeah, I wanted that her too. She's, she was awesome. She's a good. She's a really good newbie to fall in love with. Yeah. you know, she really played that game well. Because most played, newbies are tough. She played an Andy, like Andy, who won fifteen. Yes, um, yes. Like she played a very similar style to him, but like she was a little bit. I don't know. There's a bit of a difference in their personalities, in which I think like she was just a little kinder and not as. I was gonna like, say, I think she was just ruthless. a nicer person. Because he was, he was willing to chop people's heads yeah. off. And if you're willing to do that, I mean, which is just how the game works, yeah. But she was works. able to get through the game without having to do that mm -hmm. and still having the same social strategy. So yeah. I think right. she I mean, that I mean, the Big Brother game is an interesting one, and with the idea of all stars, you know, that's that's a lot of good people coming back. Hopefully, hopefully, hopefully. I mean, you can only imagine who they bring back and who they don't. Um, so I would like to ask you, who are you hoping to see this season? Because they're not necessarily favorites, but there could be people you want to see get a second chance. Like I know um, this is the number of people I'd like to see get a second chance that, you know, either got a bad nod the first time or like I remember Victor. Um, oh, yeah. I think he was awesome his first season. And I always thought he would be a prime, you know, all-star oh, yeah. competitor. And Nicole, Nicole really Nicole. played him too. Yeah, I mean, um, I think they're like engaged now. Those yeah, two. Yeah. Because yeah. um, she got, she got, she was like hooking up with somebody else. Yeah. I, I tuned out that season so hard. I don't blame you. She drove me nuts that season. Yeah, I don't she like drove, her. She drove me to not watch. Like I actually yeah. didn't mind her too much in sixteen. And uh -huh. when she came back, I was like, this is unwatchable. I think yeah, it was eighteen yeah. she was on, and then. Yeah. Paul was okay on that season, but he made 19 unwatchable for me right. because he was just ruthless. Was, mm -hmm. I mean, I watched 19 more than I watched 18, but... Yeah, he, did, he did things... I mean, when it comes to ruthless, I always think people should win. Also, oh, yeah. But, like, I get what you're saying. He did make it tough. There's multiple seasons where it makes it tough, but that's why I asked you who you want to see come back because there's people that make seasons watchable. Well, so, I mean, this is not realistic. There's no way, and there's been no rumors about him, but God, I would, I love Jerry to come back. Jerry. He's just, just, and there's no way he could do physical competitions. It's no. even the wall. The wall, he'd be like, he'd fall off the wall yeah, in 30 be seconds. It'd be bad. <laughs> I want Jerry back so bad. I just love, I love I don't Jerry. think you're going to get Jerry. <laughs> no. It'd be um, awesome, but I don't think you will. I would love to see Donnie. Donnie, Donnie was okay. really underrated. Mm -hmm. um, he, love I Donnie. just think he didn't get a fair shake in, 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 in Derek's season. I mean, I think he won lots of comps, but I think because right. Derek was running the game, I think he could have done so much better. Yeah. And that was the frustrating part was he kept getting nominated because Derek wanted him up there, which yeah. is right because he was going to win. So yeah. like, judging, but like, it's like how the game is played, but it, it was frustrating to watch him up there because he was America's favorite by far. Like oh, he, when they did like America votes, like yeah. they, I think the three people that got in were him, Derek and Frankie, he was the first person voted in by like yeah. a landslide. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah. are we surprised? Right. He was so genuine. It's yeah. like people like that. I would like to see Rachel Riley come back, but I think considering 
She has kids. How much now. she's done? Yeah, and she's done. She has kids. She's one. Yeah. I don't think I don't think she or her sister Alyssa come back. Um, uh, I don't need her sister back. I would love Dick or Danielle. I mean, either. Uh, yeah. I think Dan- I think I think Danielle is like one of the best players, just to never win. Yeah, like, and she she was so. And she got you know carried she's married the, to, to yeah, the last I guy, do. but she, the she guy did, she had the so, showmance with. So she got carried kind of the first time, but she was yeah. also really smart. She was yep. young. She's really young. With the she Eagles. played her dad. Yeah. I mean, not played him, but she played I mean, they him. played each other, and she was yeah. pissed when he ended up winning, and yeah, which was awesome because he deserved it. But um, then the second time she came back, she was kind of like way too smart that's how she got eliminated like she was too good at the game so i think a third time in the all-star she could definitely like run run that whole thing and i was yeah and i think i think her problem in in what was it 14 or 15 14 she was in 14 and i I can't keep the year straight but i remember her being there and like it was they did the couples came back so they had like her right Yep. And then they had Jeff and Jordan. Jordan. And Jeff, yes. Who was the other couple? The other couple was Rachel and Brendan. Yes. Doi. That's, that's <laughs> like, what she I won. Like, yeah. 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 Because uh, I was mixing up Brittany coming back from another season. But, um, <clears throat> but like, it's just one of those things where it's like she only had a couple people that she could really shield herself with because the newbies were going to go after her because they knew she was so good. Mm-hmm. And now I think when you have a season as intense as all-star where from based on rumors we're reaching as far back as potentially season six right she's gonna have a lot of competition Mm -hmm. and i i think she could weirdly weirdly enough fly under the radar yeah in the beginning because i feel like people she's she's hasn't played since 14 right um she didn't even wasn't even that successful in 14 so i feel like no she she was smart but she like kind of you know just got taken out early and it's it's the weird twists kind of screwed her yeah. over with that yeah. too like she got saved because dick was out and so she couldn't even compete right. in any any um like uh it, she could compete in hoh but she couldn't compete in like the the veto or anything like that like yeah she, you know, right i remember that i think it's it's just, the other big one i'm hoping for is tyler Mm, um, I have heard because, lots of people clamoring over because him. he played so well just to lose. Yep. Because he was with Casey. I mean, Casey, Casey didn't make as many moves like openly as he did, but I think those two, like that year was a perfect top two. Like you oh, can yeah. have, have a better top two. And I always liked him. I always thought he was like, you know, really good guy. Like the, he didn't like taking people out. Like no. he, he, there was multiple times he had like tough times doing it. But I think he would be a good all-star pick. I do too. I think he has to remember how to keep his temper, though, yeah. because it got. That's what really, ultimately, in my opinion, caused yeah. him to lose. Because that it fight did. with Bailey that he got into really didn't help him. Right. That was possibly the one of the. And it wasn't like it damaged his game in the moment yeah. because, like, everybody was still on his side. She wound up. She wound up going home that week. But like, it, it, it's you can't play that card in a, in a yeah. house of all-stars because they're right. not stupid like you might be yeah. playing with normal people in another season but you can't do that in an all-star season i just hope he turns that around because if not yeah. he won't last if he's right. on it of course right. but i think i think he'd be a fantastic addition i think he'd 
bring a lot of like the new school game to some people who are possibly coming in with old school stuff. Right. I want to see a nice balance. That's what I I'm worried about. Like that's why we said him and Danielle. I think that'd be cool to see those two go at it because like they're different games. Like she had the old school, you know, motion, and a lot's changed since she's played. So that would be cool. Yeah, and I'd be wonder. That's... I'd be curious to see if she'd be willing to target somebody as new as him. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I mean, I bet she would. Oh, I that's... see somebody from my season that i don't like i don't that's know that's the reason she got eliminated because she just wanted to go for the big fish just as soon as possible yeah, she wanted to get rid of jeff so fast yeah. she's like i hate jeff and i'm like okay you can hate jeff but like you can't also, get him out right now or uh, you're done i was also like well you're wrong you can't hate jeff jeff's very <laughs> likable like he never won anything that's why i always loved him because like he would always he would never win competitions he'd never win hoh's Clown shoe comp. That's the one comp. Clown shoe. Yes. That was awesome. Uh, And that was during a double elimination, I think, to our double eviction. So, like, yes. Which was like a two second win. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So. Yeah, I'm excited for Big Brother. I yeah. can tell you are too. It's been, it's been weird not having that even in the summer because like yeah. that's a, a, a custom to me. So yeah, I mean, yeah. I was worried that they wouldn't be able to do it, and I mean, I was accepting that they wouldn't yeah. because of COVID. But it However, sounds like they're gonna actually quarantine all their producers, and I'm like, yeah. if you guys are smart, put cameras in their rooms too. Right. You're not doing a reality television yeah. show with them, like where they're competing, yeah. but like put put stuff in their room because yeah. like it would actually be kind of interesting to hear how they have to live the next hundred days like these people do right. in quarantine I'm, if you run out of content on cbs then I'm, you got new content i always thought this was a show you could do during all this because you know these people are living inside away from everyone and honestly they probably welcome that right now yeah. well there are some <laughs> there are some critics that said you can't because i think it was bb canada that got canceled mid-season because of it but yeah. the problem with that is that they didn't know about coronavirus at that point they didn't right. have the testing so they and their producers were in and out of the studio all day interacting with right like normal public right. life they had to shut it down there was yep. no way they could safely continue and unfortunately like it's very unfortunate but there is no way they could safely con- i think they did it in germany too i think it just wasn't safe and so it's like if you can start a season where it's safe though i actually do think you can have it yeah it's just you just have to also cough cough cbs viacom you you have to be willing to pay them possibly a little extra to be able to be away from their families but if you want if you want your content on on television oh right because they don't have they're replacing survivor in the fall with amazing race because amazing race was supposed to run this summer and because survivor has not been able to film they have moved that into that slot so it's just like i get where they're coming from but it's like you gotta you gotta think ahead i mean hopefully i mean kind of puts a theory in my head that maybe they're gonna go for a winter big brother if they have no content they might try i mean i don't know how celeb i don't know how long this all-star one's gonna go so that is very a true. good chance it just goes into winter and we happily take it you know honestly um, yeah because that's a good point because they usually start in, in june june and they go to late september so right. if you're talking like mid-june to late september that really does put you in like they may end october in almost yeah. november <laughs> yeah if they do if they do the full season i don't know and if how they, they can yeah if they can get through right i don't know if they're gonna do like a shorter 
like i don't know 70 day i don't know yeah because they started at like 70 days and now they've gone all the way up to 100 and i'm like yeah i don't think 100 is gonna work i don't right i I mean i i (laughs) imagine going in there though with all this corona stuff like and not knowing what's going on now. Yeah, like, that's why Paul reportedly opted out of the season because he was like, because he posted on Twitter, he's like, "Oh, I'm not, I'm not going to be yeah. on this season." He mentioned his music, um, which I don't think is a good excuse. But he also was like, "But I'm also looking out for my family, yeah. and I don't want to like, I don't want to abandon my family at this right. kind of a time." And it's like, if that's the case, then I so agree because like that it's only fair. That's probably why almost they they're getting potentially more late se- or earlier season people because yeah. there's so many people right now who are like eh, i'm gonna pass i mean to me it comes down to you know the younger people will probably stay it like if they're offered like they're not i mean they have family but they don't they're not like living at home with someone that you know they're too too worried about and then it comes down to you know i think pretty much anyone with kids probably will say no right that's why I think understood. they wanted. I think they wanted Britney because Britney's always popular. Yeah. And from what I've heard, she's not on. Right. Um, but I mean, she has two kids. Exactly. It's, exactly. it's understandable. Exactly. I don't. I don't blame anyone for saying no. You know. No, I would never, and especially like if somebody tried to come in and they decided they couldn't. Like that's why you have to have alternates because. Right. Like otherwise, you're not going to have a successful season. Yeah. So let me ask my last question as always sounds good um if you could recommend one movie or tv show what would it be so we've had a lot of interesting takes uh lauren said the challenge that's Uh, a good one yeah she started it all off um gabby said survivor oh that's such a good one Chris, chris said succession um, I've on never HBO, heard of that it's one. such a good show. Like I, that would have been my recommendation too. Um, I'm trying to think of all the ones we've had. Those are the main ones we've had. Um, oh, not a lot of people say movie. Oh, I am stuck because I have a, I have a movie and a TV show. <laughs> I'm like, which one do I pick? Um, oh. you could do both. I'm gonna do both because I it's so both. hard to pick. Okay, so for the movie, the movie okay. is not new. It is older. It's not old. Um, It's called Game Change. Okay. It is an H. It's an HBO movie, and it's about um, how John McCain's 2008 campaign collapsed. Interesting. And it is really, really interesting to watch, and then compare to where we are in our current political system. Yep. Um, and, and how this election is coming up because it's all mm-hmm. about running up to his election. Yeah. There's some people who like, it, it features uh, uh, Woody Harrelson plays Steve Schmidt um, and Sarah Paulson plays Nicole Wallace. They're both on MSNBC right now as yep. full-time analysts. Right. And it's just really interesting to That's see how cool. some of these players have moved on. Like yeah. what we know in today's society, what they were doing back then and right. how they impacted the way political discourse mm-hmm happens yeah um i normally wouldn't recommend that movie but i think based on what is going on in this world right it's a it's just so eye-opening to yeah. a lot of the things and it talks up basically a lot about sarah palin and a lot of her shortcomings and but it's, it's not necessarily just about her shortcomings it's about how they wanted to really bring their message to the united states and how right. how they tried to and where they went wrong mm-hmm. and where they think they could have improved and it's brilliant 
brilliant, awesome. brilliant film. It's, I think Tom Hanks is an executive producer. Oh, well, there you go. Um, so awesome. If in case anyone was insulted, Tom Hanks done. <gasps> well, my other one, much, much. Was lighter. it a TV show? Yes, it is a TV show. It is so much lighter. It is ninety, okay. day, 90 day fiance. Oh no! <laughs> Everybody must watch it. Uh, I, I hated. Oh, not gonna lie. When I first heard about the show, I've known about the show for a while. Hated the idea. Thought it was so stupid. Thought it was the dumbest. I had to watch it over Christmas break because there was nothing on, and I was like, yeah. whatever, I'll just watch it. It is the dumbest, most addicting show you have ever watched. <laughs> and I have, it's been for me in quarantine, just a way to escape. Yeah. And I think that's really what I, like, I would recommend it for. It's not necessarily that it's like this groundbreaking show that really teaches you stuff. Because that's kind of what I really feel about Game Change, where you can learn a lot from, from that movie, even though it is, it is, um, they're, it's not fictional. It is, it is nonfiction, but there are times where they have to change things around to make the story work. But like in this, it's just, it's, it's, it's reality TV. Of course, there are little things set up, but it's, it is kind of mind numbing, yeah. but it's also kind of taught. There's been a lot of like realistic issues that they've also tackled. So there's a current cool. season that's on right now. I know there's just one guy that's become like a meme. Big Ed. Yeah. Big Ed is not a very nice person i saw a video like with him talking and i was like oh my god i don't know he's not a very nice man not no i don't see it (laughs) don't see him being nice and he's actually he's like i i think it's one thing to be able to accept when people make fun of you on on the internet and be like oh haha but there's i'm sure you've seen on tiktok there's like um he's like i deleted tiktok oh i don't blame you (laughs) like I, i i had it for like two weeks and i was like no not doing this well there's the one where it's like um i like the view and he's like you're my best view and she goes me and people will go around and like i think it's the funniest thing because he (laughs) like he he thinks it's funny but the problem is he like makes it too much of a spectacle because like whenever people stop him on the street they're like oh my god do a tiktok with me or do a twitter video with me of you doing that line and then he posts it himself on his own social media and i'm like yeah. Get out of here, buddy. you're getting a little you're getting a little too attention seeking right. for me right but other than that like it's like there's some really good like this season they're tackling um they've only had two gay couples this is the first the second gay couple that they've mm-hmm. had they do different seasons so there's just regular 90 day there's beyond uh before the 90 days happily ever after and then this one is um uh the other way which is where instead of coming to the united states yep. they go to the foreign country to live Really? Yeah. And so there's one, there's a gay couple living in Mexico right now. And it's been one of the most eye-opening, like it's been so educational. The rest of the show is like people fighting with their families and just normal drama you'd expect out of the show. But then you get to them and it's like, what they're, they're trying to figure out like, how do we live our relationship in Mexico <laughs> right. while we're gay yeah. and it's like and they're only living in Mexico because um the 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 man who is on uh on uh from Mexico in the relationship yeah. he has a daughter who speaks okay. only only Spanish so he doesn't want to bring her to the United right. States where she can't get a good that's education. crazy so that's why and so it's mind-numbing you get a little bit of a little bit of social stuff in there but yeah. really it's been the thing that got my mind off of I, I mean <laughs> anything works and like i like to take these shows because maybe someone hears it and they try it out yeah. because i mean i feel like i've had a lot of interesting you know recommendations from beginning to you know end uh, my whole thing so when i do this is i ask someone to give one or two 
because I, my whole thing is you can give me a movie or a TV show or both because not everyone watches either or. Yeah. Um, so then I have to come back every single week and give something different. Cool. So this, this is a show I just watched. It was a one season. It's actually a British TV show, which I didn't know about until I watched it. Um, I saw it was 100 on Rotten Tomatoes, and I was like, okay, I'll have to try it. It's called Gary Haji. I've never heard of that one. Me either, but I saw it on Rotten Tomatoes accidentally. I was like, okay, I'll try this out. It is intense. It, it's like about this uh, brother. Like it's a, it's like a uh, kind of a dark. Have you seen Parasite? Yes. Oh, yeah. Okay, so it's kind of like that. It's kind of directed like that. It's kind of like dark in a sense. And it's like about this cop that has to go find his brother. I highly recommend it. It's oh, it sounds like great. so good. Like his brother's in like a gangster. It Oh my God, it's so good. Like it's probably the best show I've watched the entire quarantine. Oh, that's awesome. And I watched a lot of shows. So <laughs> like that, that's saying a lot. Like it, it's really good. So I highly recommend that. It's on Netflix. Um, it doesn't pop up very easily, but you just kind of got to type it in and find. But yeah, um, recommend awesome. 10 10. I definitely I'm glad I have something new to watch now. Yeah, I mean, it's like so in ja- it's in Japanese. They so I have to tell everyone. Half of it's in Japanese, half of it's in like English. So yep. like it's a good mix. You don't always have to look at I subtitles. Like that, I like the subtitles too. But it it helps and I definitely recommend it. That sounds great. Yeah, it's on Netflix. Uh I'm definitely, definitely going to watch that. That's that's my uh top choice oh totally so abby thank you for coming on i i kept you longer than i wanted to i appreciate <laughs> no. your time i've had I, such a great time talking to you it's I, been so much fun i appreciate it I'm, i hope to have you back on absolutely sometime who always, knows when always but available i will definitely uh be reaching out to you again so i do appreciate your time sounds good and otherwise have a good rest of your week thank you team here started from the bottom now we're here Started from the bottom, now my whole team in. Started from the bottom, now we're here. Started from the bottom, now the whole team. I want to thank Abby again for coming on. It was such a, you know, great conversation. We really could have, you know, probably went another hour or so. Um, and I can't wait to have her back on the show because, like I said, uh, Big Brother, like that's that's a show that's going to keep going on, and I can't wait to talk to her more about that. And I hope you guys enjoy that too because, you know, I made this show to not always be about sports because I've had so many shows. I still do have shows that the whole point of what I'm doing is talking about sports. So I'm really excited to, you know, talk about these other things like reality television, television as a whole, movies, and uh, definitely music coming up soon. So I hope you enjoyed that conversation. Um, one final thank you to Abby for coming on and you know, that's it for me guys. Uh, I'm really excited for the fact that, you know, basketball and hockey is back this weekend, uh, playoffs for hockey, like Stanley cup playoffs to me are the best playoffs in sport. You can't count football due to the different way it's played. Um, because you know, one game elimination, yeah, that usually trounces, seven-game series, but when it comes to the Stanley Cup playoffs, it's just high-paced. I mean, you know me, I'm cheering for my Bruins. It's going to be a lot of heart-pounding nights because we're jumping right into it, and they didn't look great in their exhibition game uh, from what I heard, you know, without internet as I'm recording this now, so they didn't get to watch it, but, you know, I'm excited for sports to really be back. Um, 
I know you guys are too, so keep coming back, you know, week after week, because next week I have another special guest. Very excited for it. Um, and I really want to thank everyone who's come on so far, everyone that continues to listen, because though you guys, the show would be useless. If I had no one listening, then there'd be no point. But I'm going to keep trucking along, keep trying to get better, and uh, hopefully I can keep talking about topics that interest you guys. So I appreciate it. Um, and otherwise, have a safe rest of your week. And definitely tune back next week as we have a big time interview. And if you want to follow me on Instagram, Twitter, go right ahead. If you don't, whatever. Either way, I will talk to you next week, guys. Have a good one.